We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. Bang, 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 bang. to a very special episode of We're Not Dead. I don't even know what episode number this is. That's because you haven't been on in forever in a day. I know. That's because I've been busy. That's my excuse. But this is such a special episode. It doesn't even deserve an, a number. It deserves Like a- 46.5C, maybe? Perfect. Perfect. So welcome to episode 46.5C of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Alive. I am your host, Brittany Brombacher, and with me is Nick Voodoo. Yay, Brittany's back! I'm Yay. finally back. It feels really good, and we have this person joining us today. You might, you may Ooh. know his name. I think it's um, who is it? Um, Katie. Kate. Kate. No, you know, I think it was um uh, uh Kylie. Kylie. Anyway, the Kylie. man who no longer has any facial hair, Casey Wayland. Yeah, I'm stone cold shaven. Yes. Yay! Samson's lost his strength. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we even need? Do we need to introduce Casey? I hope not. He's the god behind our uh, You know what? Life, if, if we, we have do. to, then <laughs> I have a question for you, Mr. Listener or Mrs. Listener. Why are you listening to our podcast about a podcast if you don't know who Mr. Wayland is? You're not worthy. Well, so, honest, to be honest, uh, I have I think in the last year or so, I've been kind of like out of the spotlight. Like, I haven't been on We're Not Dead. I haven't really engaged too much. Um, you know, even at the live show, I even kind of like step back a little bit, like let everybody else talk, so... I don't know, you maybe did. they're just new. So why don't you tell us a little about what's going on in your life right now, Casey? Um, well, season uh, three just wrapped in terms of writing. Uh, it's all done. Matter of fact, I just, right before I, all this, I uh, got uh, chapters 35 and 36 all printed out and bound and ready to go for uh, the recording coming up. So we're almost done with this season for, in terms of um, the pre-production stuff. Can you even relax knowing that's done, knowing that you have season four up ahead? Uh, I'd like to. I really would. But unfortunately, it's like one. Uh, our season finale is coming up in December of this year. And right after that, I most likely will end up going into pre-production for season four. Um, just because I don't, I get antsy when I don't work. So you would but- consider getting married and not work? That'll be another work at the same time. So it'll just be a different kind. Uh, it'll be less fun. <laughs> Whoa. We won't tell Miss Lizzie that. We won't. We'll just. Um. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, I meant like the planning wow. of the wedding. I no, mean, honestly, yeah. if, if um, I mean, we're we're having a really fun wedding. We're doing a lot of uh, we're doing retro gaming. Uh, mm-hmm. we're having like old arcades there and just a lot of fun. Um, Gosh. it's it's not a typical wedding. Uh, she even mentioned having fire breathers there. Just it's oh gonna it's basically a big party. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's not like a really tack, like traditional, tacky, traditional, serious wedding. We're just going to have fun and it'll be, uh, it's just a party. That's all it is. But we want to make it like a nice party. So there has to be a lot of good planning done ahead of time. Yeah, and I didn't have retro video games in my wedding. No. And if you know Casey and Blair as a couple, they're like such a unique, fun, Diver- you never know what they're going to do or what they're going to say, so it's not surprising to me at all if there would be, like, fire breathers there or, like, elephants bouncing on balls or some shit. Just One saying. of the things we tossed around was actually having a scene as we're coming down the aisle. 
See? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I love it. It's so good. All right, sir. Well, let's move on to your other love interest, which is called We're Alive. So you recently just hit 12 million downloads. Yeah, we just hit it um, over the last about like two weeks ago. We hit uh, 12 million. And we, I actually have, we haven't reported any of our stats since seven. So I was like, eh, we'll just hold off. And then I was going to announce it at the live show. And then my brain was mush with all the, the crap that we ran into before the show started. Oh, that started. was it, yeah. <laughs> I was going to make some of these you announcements. Should, you act like no internet was a big deal. Oh, boy. You don't understand. <laughs> it was uh, like, you're right. It was, I, I really don't. It was not a fun a fun time, but we pulled through. We made it happen. We did. and But unfortunately, all the stuff that I was going to announce there at the show, I ended up not announcing because my brain just went on shut off mode and then I'm like, oh damn, I didn't make any announcements at the show and then came up with the idea of, oh, we'll just hold off and do a whole bunch of them for We're Alive 100. And in your defense, by the time the Q&A was not even wrapped up, it was time already to leave. So I don't think you would have had that much time anyway. No, and it would have been glazed over and I don't think we've been able to spend a lot of time on it and it's, yeah, our focus would have been out. Right. So how does it feel to hit 12 million downloads? I mean, that number is astounding. It's great. I want more. You want more? Uh, it's, it's like I was ecstatic when we hit 1 million, but I'm like, oh, okay, just wait for more. And then as we get progressively more and more listeners and the, the user base grows, I'm like, hey, the, let's let's continue to get this even even higher. Because, I mean, once I hit a bar, it's like, oh, when's, where's the next one? Right. So that's, you know, the sky's the limit with how many downloads you can get. Exactly. Now, now I know that for a while it was – where live was up there in one of the in one of the podcast categories on iTunes. Are you still tops of any of those lists, or where where is Where Live ranking in like the sort of overall hierarchy of podcasts right now? We when our episodes come out, we're in the top fifty. Um, like I'll you know I'll check right now. That'll be kind of interesting. Uh, just to give some time sense, today's what the first of October. Yeah. Uh, yep. And the chapter uh, thirty four part. I'm sorry. Th- yeah, thirty four part one came out today. So, um, yeah, we're recording this in advance a week ahead of We're Live 100, which will most likely come out right when this episode does. Boom. Bam. Boom. So while Ooh, you're checking that, retro. Casey, um, I know you've been doing some photo shoots. Yes. What, so yes, is that have. in conjunction with all the downloads or is that was kind of a fun thing you wanted to do for a while? Um, to be honest, that was something that was headed up by uh, Marv. Uh, the, you know, you might know him as Bert. Okay. Um, he, he really wanted to do some, uh, photo shoots before he shaved his beard. And I said, <laughs> okay, sure. Let's, uh, let's try and do that. So we got one of our fans, Dino, uh, to come out and do, uh, some photo shoots with him and Jenna and had a blast. It was something we did for fun. And I've, uh, been kind of like delaying, uh, putting out the photos until, uh, next week for We're Live 100. So I've been teasing him a little bit like, Hey, here they are. Um, but uh, the bulk of them will come up uh, with some of the other little things that are coming up next week. Those are fantastic. And it's really interesting to me because, you know, they're just voices. But when you look at the actors portraying these characters, they actually fit the mold for these characters perfectly. Is that coincidental? Or is that something you had in mind when you cast the, the actors? Um, I'm a big advocate of people's voices represent how they look a lot of the time. Uh, I think it's something that, like... When I when I hear someone's voice or see their face, I can kind of get an idea of what their voice sounds like. Um, but Bert is very interesting. Bert's voice 
he's the only one who does a voice that's not his face. But then again, his voice that he does matches his face better with the beard. So it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, gotcha. Do you have those stats, sir? I do. Um, right now we're around 14 in Art's podcast, which isn't bad. But to be honest, the stats are currently not updated from our recent release. So that's what we are at normally when we're in an off week. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. not so bad. No. So, I mean, we're, we dance around the top 50. Um, if you, It's pretty cool because the top Art's podcast episodes, we are battling usually number one or number two for uh, the moth. The um, moth. Yeah, dun, the dun, moth. Dun, dun. If it wasn't for the moth, we would have hit one many, many times for episodes. Uh, but it, it all goes back and forth. I mean, it's it's. Uh, the, I used to be like always like looking at the stats, like how we're doing. But seeing and knowing how iTunes calculates their stats, I'm like, ah, uh, it's not a big deal. It's it's whatever. Because the the way they calculate the statistics of these things is very. It's all like new subscribers. Oh. And yeah, it's very. Oh. It's it's not actual like numbers. I'm finding out little by little. And the logarithms they use aren't aren't entirely accurate. It's almost like Facebook, where it's like, uh, depending on how a comment appears in your feed, doesn't mean it's it's popular or it's you want something you want to see. It's really uh, weird. So it's not totally reflective of the actual amount of. Okay. Nah, it's, I gotcha. it's a little weird. All right, so let's move on to some more fun things. Uh, you have an iOS app coming out October seventh. Yeah, these. Uh, so now we're getting into the like the four big things that are coming up. And the biggest one, I think, is the iOS app, which is currently on my phone. We've been in development for that for about a year, if not longer than that. Um, it's on my iPad, too. Oh, you, you are, oh, you're a beta tester right now? Yes, I am. Oh, I, I've, I've, had, I've had it since the, the very, very, very first release. I put it on my iPod, because I don't have an iPhone, so I put it on my iPod, and I have it on my iPad, which the iPad's always fun, because it's built for basically the iPhone. So every time uh, it came out with a new build, every single time I ended up crashing the program because I'm like, oh, it's on my iPad. Damn. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, so you so you've seen all the recent updates then? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. pretty. I love it. Yeah, it's exciting. It's all the stuff is inside there. Works great. Um, I showed you guys some of the the screen caps from yes. it. Yes. Um, it took yes. a long time to get that thing perfect, and it's I mean it's real simple, but I was surprised at just some the like the complexities to get some of these things going, and it was. Could not have been done without our developer, uh, Mr. Chris, uh, Chris Tolliver from Japan. So thank you, Chris, for making this happen. It's it's incredible. That's awesome. So like you said, just to reiterate, it's pretty much the entire website on the app. Yeah, it's um, well, it's the first tab you have is podcasts, uh, which basically has the feed for We're Alive and We're Not Dead all in one. Um, so it's a great way if you're like trying to like, oh, what, what episodes is this? And. Because people have their podcast, the podcast app from Apple, it's not really great, and they have to like wait for Apple to update on their own. Well, ours runs propri- like separate from that. So if if I release an episode at you know at nine oh one, you can get it at nine oh one. So it's, there's like oh, no great. waiting. You can just get yep. it right out the door. Um, and then we can always develop more stuff like link directly from that episode to the thread that is going to be like talking about it through the forum. And the forum is the next tab over. Uh, the chat room has its own uh, user interface that's designed for the iOS. Thank um, God. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the wiki's there, so you can go through, look at all the past episodes and information. And uh, I think that pretty much covers it. And the last one's like settings and downloads and things like that. So you probably yeah, you could... don't even want to think about this, but any plans for an Android app? Uh, Chris has been talking about that one, actually. Um, once we get this one done, polished, and released, he wants to port it over to the Android side. 
Android side, um, I'm we're not too uh, like the the fractured operating systems of Androids and getting them to work on all the phones is such a pain that I'm not too like keen on on getting it out there. I know a lot of people like oh, we love Android, we love the, you know, but honestly, because of the way the the applications are like, you have to develop them almost for particular phones and like dimensions are weird and off. It makes it difficult. Um, but our forum and wiki and all that stuff and chat rooms were all designed for a mobile platform. So right now you could technically get some of the features there except for the podcast stuff. Gotcha. Well, that's going to be fan fantastic October 7th. Yeah, that releases the day before our 100th episode just so it like can hit the store. And it's all free. Um, so people can grab it before the, the day before we're live 100. But this is, you know, people may not even know about it until they listen to this uh, podcast. Boom. All right, the next big thing we want to talk about is there's a short book being produced right now called We're Live, Bert's Story. Tell us about that. Uh, that's another thing that's been in the works for over a year. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it's, it was something that uh, was developed. It, it, the, the path of this is really complicated because this is when uh, Shane was still working with the show and uh, we were working with uh, an agency who was like, trying to get a writer and then none of the contracts were done in time and so they basically they like contracted the writer they paid him to do uh versions i worked with him for the story and then just kind of the deal fell apart with the agency and it just disappeared and then about i'd say almost a year later uh the writer contacted me and said hey the the agency uh said gave me a, a, a they said hey we're done with this we don't really want to deal with it anymore you can have the rights to it so the writer came back to me and said hey let's get this back and going and so he and i are uh currently working on it is that brownie no that's an annoying dog next door oh darn it we wait a second bastard oh no no it's okay okay we're good um Bees doesn't so yeah any so this stuff out anyway it's uh it's a backstory for bert um it's it's kind of uh, in, in conjunction with We're Alive, you'll get a little bit more information. Um, it's not something that you need to have to uh, follow the We're Alive storyline, but if you ever wanted to know a little bit more, it's just more information. So why Bert out of all the characters? is Because I know you have backstories and information about these characters that we the fans will never know so was it just that Bert's, Bert's backstory was so interesting and it was one of your favorites is that why you focused on him yeah there's a lot of stuff um for him that we never got to reveal in the story that just kind of built who he was and what happened before and where he was at in his life and and how this uh the everything that's unfolded is, has changed for him so I think people will understand more about him and there, it, he's a, just a really rich character with a lot of a lot of good stuff in there, and I just thought he would be uh, kind of a good model. And he's also one of everyone's favorites. Um, yes. So I, yes. I figured that would be you know really interesting. There's there's a lot of other backstories that I've thought about doing uh, on top of this one later on, um, but we'll, we'll see when we get there because it's it's something where I have lots and lots of notes, but some of the ideas are a little you know you know they may not be good mini stories if that makes sense. But Bert's I think is a good enough one to, you know, be a little novella kind of thing. Right. And, and, and what format is this available in? Is it going to be ebook? Is it going to be hard copy? Is it going to be both? I think it's going to be both, uh, Sweet. if I'm not nice. mistaken. So if you have ebooks or, um, you know, written, you know, want the physical thing in your hand, I think it'll be both. Um, we're still in development for that. So this, this might be a little bit uh, out where he just has the first draft done and I've, 
uh, been going through just a little bit of it with notes, and it's, it's still a long ways out. Uh, it's definitely something that may not see the light of day before um, the end of this season. So it could be something to hold off and have release um, after the season is over. Now, how important is it for you to work closely with a writer? Because I know you that's one of the main reasons you're you're nervous to go into the other platforms, you know, where like media, television, movie, because you don't want someone to take over your baby and yeah. turn it into something it's not. So how close are you working with the writer? Well, I, I basically gave him the outline of what's Bert's like the of what happened before uh, with Bert. I gave him lots and lots of details of, of what goes on there. Um, the thing is with books, uh, with something that's this like this with manuscripts, I'm not familiar with that style of writing. Like um, if, uh, say, for instance, uh, if I were to take and try and adapt the We're Alive into, um, you know, a, a novel form, it's much more difficult for me because I'm just using to tell a story with uh, with sound effects and lines of characters, not really like descriptive going into people's heads sort of thing. Now, in the future, I've thought about doing more, but when you get into a character's head and it gets into the he said, she said, like mechanics, I'm not I'm not as polished in that area. It doesn't mean that I can't do it. I'm just that's an area that's not as, uh, you know, I'm not as honed in. Maybe when we're alive, it's all done and you can focus on actual life and maybe something new. You can tackle that. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to finally be able to express what someone's thinking rather than having to. Uh, imply it through not only the written words, but the direction that I have to give a character. So it, it could be fun. That would be a really cool insight. I think yeah. a lot of people would really dig that. Um, moving on to another sort of new merchandise. You have new merchandise coming to the We're Alive store. Yeah, it's um, that's was number, I think, three on the list. The first was the iOS, the second was the book, and the third is the merchandise. Um, whoever went to the live show saw a lot of it because uh, we had it debut there and we were going to have a debut um at the live or you know on the store after the live show but it just we didn't do it in time and there was some uh, stock issues so we're like you know what, let's just hold off and we'll have it come out with episode 100 this will be one of the things we'll unveil to you know release it's got the um the composition books um i think uh there's also the new line t-shirts and posters and i think that pretty much covers it do you know what was the best-selling item from uh, Riley's shop at the live show? I'm pretty sure it was the, the composition books. I was going to say, those were one of the first um, prizes to go as, you know, when Tony and I were up there doing the trivia. I thought people would go for the signed items, you know, no, everyone's like, I want a journal, I want a journal. So that was really cool. Now, did they think that this journal was signed and that's why they went for it first? I gave them no disclaimer that it was signed, so that was their <laughs> own issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if they're there at the live like show, the they can get it signed. Thing. Exactly, yeah. True. Okay, well, that's exciting. And finally, your website, We're Live, is getting a huge overhaul. It is. Um, I Matter of fact, that's what I was working on today with our uh, developer from England. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have all these international helpers. You really do. <laughs> um, it Stop makes it outsourcing, weird. Casey. What the hell? Uh, it, well, it makes it hard to like try and coordinate schedules when you're overseas, though. It's like... Oh, what yeah. what time? Oh, he's going to bed. It's six. It's five o'clock my time, or you know, <laughs> yes. yeah. You never know when you're going to get messages. But um, no, he's. Uh, it's a whole new redesign for the Wear Live website. Uh, before this is kind of, I'm ashamed to admit it, but also at the same time proud was that site's developed with iWeb. Um, oh. <laughs> with that simple Macintosh application, but it was just I did everything customized through Photoshop and um, PNGs. So it's just like it's just it doesn't look like. Um, it was made in iWeb, but that was like a good starting block to make something really custom instead of, 
I mean, at the time, it was like front page and, mm-hmm. you know, WordPress yeah. was still like, eh. So. No, I'm really glad you're overhauling it, and it looks great. Casey gave uh, Nick and I a link to kind of like yes. dink around with it, and everything from it is so we're live themed. Even the follow us Twitter, Facebook buttons are like peeled back and dirty looking. It's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, and it's, it, it's the nice awesome. thing is um, like Britt will have a username and login, same with Nick. So if you guys have content you need to put on the website for We're Not Dead or um, if Nick ever gets his lounge back up and uh, out of the rubble. Um, then <laughs> it can like have its own little uh, space inside there. Yeah, so you said yeah, people the... will be able to start posting articles. And what, by articles, you mean it's just kind of like a blog? Yeah, like news stories, things like that. Oh, okay. And you, you were saying, Nick, before we stepped on your lounge? Yeah. Oh, no, the only thing I was going to say was that my blog is about as alive as Steven and the rest of the Tower Rates. That, that, that about sums that up. Hey, but now, see, I... everyone gets to hear your voice instead of reading your words. You know, I, I, that's the thing with the lounge is I found that I end up doing so many predictions on the the podcast itself that I'm like, oh, I already used all my predictions for the podcast. I don't have anything left. <laughs> yeah, um... I think ever since you got on here, the the lounge is like we're not dead now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah, the, yeah. That's pretty much it. I don't have a written version of it. I suppose I could go back, listen to it, and then just like copy my words and make that the lounge again. But that the just tower, the tower collapse came at a very good time. Yeah, no kidding. It really or did. you can do like the lounge section uh, on "We're Not Dead." Like, hey, it's time for the lounge, and just go into your predictions and have like three, and you're done. Yeah, what Casey says goes. So now, listeners, stay tuned well, for the lounge section of We're Not Dead. <laughs> I was just making a suggestion because I, I really love the lounge. It was something that I kind of – it was like a game that we played like, what's the oh, lounge coming up I loved, I loved the game. I loved hearing you like – because almost every time I put a lounge out, the first comment would be Casey going, hey. hm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. You really think that's the way it's going to go, huh? <laughs> Little do you oh, know. It's so cute how wrong you are. <laughs> oh, that's it's just fun. I love being on the forum. It's 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 interesting to see all these little like spurs of life. I, and yes. I love it when you're on the forum and you can see a topic going way off the grid. You're just like, okay, guys, come back to reality. There's no way Kalani's still alive because his like blood splatter landed on a zombie and now it's going to manifest into a person. Like, you know, weird shit happens on the forum. Hey, that was a solid theory, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate and love doing that because I love conversation uh, for people to like, be able to engage each other on the forums at the same time. There's some people that, that talk about some crazy stuff, and, and I'm like, you know what? No, let's just nip this in the bud and make it a little clearer. Let's come back. Okay, so let's talk about a few other things. Now, earlier you mentioned that the season finale will be in December of this year. Yep. Can you tell us any more about that and how you plan to run it? Um, it'll be similar to next year. or I'm sorry, last year, mm-hmm. um, where it's going to be all um, one chapter is going to be released as, as one piece. Okay. It's just much easier than trying to split it up because I had that problem with um, with the season finale for one. I mean, we had very few listeners back then, or not nearly as many as today, and it would have been much more difficult because had, I had to like insert breakpoints in the story, um, whereas right. I just want to do one big chunk, and that's it's much harder to do, especially with the season finale. Um, so this one can't be broken up, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so that's that's you know that part of it. And can you give us fans, us anxious fans, any idea of when the next season will start? See, this is where it gets a little hazy, is I don't know personally. Um, and that, the reason was because of the wedding um, and trying to arrange it because the wedding's in a real bad spot of the year. Because I'd like to start up sometime around like July, August range. 
only because that's that's a really good time to start. But then in September is the wedding. So what I might do is I might start early, get us enough, enough episodes to give us, you know, let me be gone for a couple weeks um, or start a little bit earlier and then just take like a month off. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm, I've gone back and forth with it. Okay, so there's it's no set. Sort of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't. You have no real good way to get around it. Right. Yeah, and it I I, I want to not wait too long, and I don't want to break it up. But at the same time, it's like, uh, what do you do? Do you wait longer to get it done and, and be able to push through it faster? Or mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's 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 kind of a, a catch twenty two. So any in any case, don't expect anything until like early fall, maybe. Like, yeah, fall most likely. Uh, it's probably likely. a good a yeah. good uh, good bet. And honestly, the the break between season uh, two and three. Kind of was a reflection of we didn't take enough time because I, I mean, I honestly probably had maybe, I don't know, a month, two months off, barely that um, before I was in pre-production for the next season. Because it, it's just because we have to start way in advance to get these things, get the ball rolling, um, because we have a lot of people in the podcast and a lot of writing to get done um, ahead of time. Yeah, well, yeah, and it sounds yeah. like this might be your last uh, break you get, so you might as well do it right. Yeah, it will be the last break, thankfully. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, once once th- we have one more season, and uh, it's it's a blessing and a curse because it's it, this is exhausting, you know. I bet, and I think once everything wraps up, you know, with the audio w- version, whatever of it, you'll be able to focus and take on some cool tasks that maybe won't take up all of your time, so you can make babies. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I, I'm not not for another couple of years, maybe. Um, we'll, we'll see about that. Right. All right. Well, I know we have some questions from the interwebs. Nick, if you oh, want to start fielding those. Yeah. So we're going to start uh, with a Facebook question from Michael Jordan. Uh, he wants to know, is there likely to be an insight as to what's going on in the rest of the world? Cheers. Hmm. See that? I've gone back and forth on that one a little bit. Um Yes, you might hear other stuff, um, but pretty much what's happened so far in the story, especially with season three, season three was you finding out what's going on in the rest of the world, per mm-hmm. se, um, right. whereas we've, we started small in the first two seasons, and third season we opened up a, a lot more, and like, hey, you wanted to know what's going outside on outside our walls? This is what's going on. Um, now we can focus in on the stuff within our borders. So I'm, prob- I'm still probably gonna- not. <laughs> I'm still going to try and convince you to do a wear live version in New York City. Um, well, there, I will say this much. There are other side stories that take place outside of the area of wear live that I have like notes and mini stories and side stories of that I probably will not get to inside of wear live. So if I wanted to do more novellas in the future, I could say pick up one of those. Like one of them, and I'll hint at it, is the story of the boat. Oh, um, yes. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, so that that there was a whole story, a background story behind that boat and why it's there that I never told in the story of We're Alive because the vantage point of We're Alive is limited. You can only see what's in front of you in the perspective of the characters. So if there's something outside right. that, you might just see something that's uh, remnants of a of a fragment of another story. That, that makes me awesome. feel warm and fuzzy knowing that I feel like the We're Alive lore and world is almost limitless because you can do so many oh, things yeah. like that. <sighs> okay. 
Go ahead. Um, from the Reddits, Default Prophet says, I love the idea of the military still being around in post-apocalypse and all the toys that they bring with it. I absolutely love the, ma- uh, the minigun sequence in the last chapter, which is uh, the Red Winter. Um, oh, my God. Uh, 33. Uh, Robins. Just oh, yeah. absolutely shredding the two uh, little ones from the air. Um, can we expect uh, hardcore military tech going forward? You know what? I slightly uh, is my response on that one. Um, I will say there might be some stuff that comes up in the next couple chapters. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. But I will say that uh, I feel like the story's been getting a little technical. Um, and I think I'm going to pull a little bit more away from that uh, in different spots. But I, I kind of, it'll always be there. But I'm not, there's some people who are like, we need to have the automatic shotgun. And I'm like, no. Let's not go that route. So, yeah, a little bit more. Well, if nothing else, we were just introduced to the idea that um, both uh, cities of civilization that we have left are sitting on top of nukes. So how much more hardcore do you really need to get? That's about as hardcore as it ever comes. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, that question was asked before. Yeah, we didn't reveal that till today. So maybe that's what he was talking about. Like, oh, hey, there you go. Yeah, you know, because this question was taken uh, about uh, 17 hours ago from noon, so it's almost 24 hours ago, so this wasn't uh, there. So maybe this was already perfect for uh, Mr. Prophet. Um, Who is Chris wants to know, uh, have you ever considered uh, including flying zombies or animals infected with the zombie virus? I know that we've mentioned the animals sort of Yeah, the animals, we haven't seen any uh, affected. Um, We've only seen humans, so... We can assume that it's only human uh, at this point. Uh, and to the flying zombies, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> because it's against physics. I mean, um, humans aren't just going to sprout wings. They, it's just, that's not, um, that's not possible. I mean, it, no matter, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'm trying not to, I'm dancing around my own grave right now in terms of, of telling too much, but in, in our story, it's not possible for them to all of a sudden sprout wings and fly around. That's well. Yeah. It, if nothing else, it's the bone structure of humans is not hollow enough like birds and other flying animals. You can't do it. <laughs> it's, they're gonna come. The virus is gonna like mutate, so all the bones in the humans like hollow out and they sprout wings and then start flying away. I mean, these people well, can like leap rooftops. I don't think we need flying zombies. That's that's and that's enough flying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even, even um, those were even those were really really rare. Exactly. Um, yeah, we we saw what a grand total of one jumper. One, I think that's one that kicked Saul in the chest and got shot. The yeah, end. yeah. Um, um, so that could have been a who knows that could have been a freak of nature. You never know. But yeah, th- you'd need a, like another billion evolutionary years for somebody to have you know we, we no yeah. <laughs> just no okay. <laughs> the, the jumper was an LA Laker. Um, Mage FTW two 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 also from Reddit. Uh, after we're live is done, uh, will you ever make another project such as another audio drama or other forms of media? Uh, and then there's a the second question, which I'll get to in a second. So, um, do you have what's what's on the docket beyond we're live? I know you have a project in mind, but you haven't really discussed it much. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, for some reason, I'm still thinking about the jumper thing. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I don't know it's in my head. I'll, I'll cover the uh, the book thing in a second. Um, but for the jumper thing, I don't think it was ever mentioned that the jumper came from another building that was next door. So it didn't jump like fourteen stories, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I 
I definitely caught that. I don't know if it was saying it was something that you like missed in the podcast. I knew it came from like the rooftop below them. It ju- like jumped up like a story and across the way. Correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was so being. I was exaggerating. So don't take what I said literally, listeners. I don't. Oh, yeah, okay. I was never like. Well, no, I think some people did. I think some people actually thought that it jumped like ten stories instead of like it just being a really, you know, pretty awesome agile. Feat. Yeah. 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 It jumped like thirty feet across and like ten feet up. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, so, something so around that. I don't have shit. the math in my head right now, but uh, something around that. Um, sure. Okay, so We're Alive is done and making another project. Um, the audio drama thing, I don't know. I think I've been leaning more towards doing books and things. Uh, the reason why is because the doing the audio production is extremely exhausting and tiring. Uh, just because the production side of things, getting all the actors together, um, it's it's a, a, quite a feat. And it's also financially draining and like, let me um, interject right here for people that don't know that casey works a full-time job this is not his job so it's not like he does this 40 hours oh he does do it 40 hours a week well, but it's know, not like it's, it's, his, he's... it's his job on top of his job exactly okay continue well that that and that's part of what it is it's like um like last week in order to make the episode uh on time uh I spend maybe about four hours additionally i get home at five and i would wrap up by like nine or ten with editing and doing that every single day, and then I go to write, and then I'm scheduling actors um, to do recordings, and then arranging with all them, and we have to get uh, a lot of stuff done, pre-planning done ahead of time, the websites, managing, it's it's just, it's a lot. So I think uh, in the future, I might do more book style, unless I get some sort of outsourced funding, or we get picked up by some production company that I can do this full-time. So, yeah, it's, it's hard, it's so... a marathon. So pass the word out to all your friends in production houses that Casey needs money to do yeah, this and for I, his real job. And I have uh, there's I have like three different stories that are series uh, waiting to go after this. So it's it's I'm not going to stop producing stuff. It's just like what the form of media I'm going to go to is. We'll, we'll see from there. You should do right. an interactive comic. I thought about that. You know what? I've actually talked to some people about doing that with We're Alive. Is like mm-hmm. the uh, you, you ever see that Watchmen moving comic? No. I have not no. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's like they they took the comic book and they animated it, and it's like moving stills. I thought about doing something like oh. that for We're Alive, um, and having that done maybe as a production afterwards, where you can like really get the sound effects, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like a moving comic book. That could be really fun for the side stories too, like the boat yeah. story. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot of other media options. The thing is getting funding for it and doing it. Is, right. That's the. I mean. It, Everything's possible if we just get a little bit of backing. Yeah. Um, the second one, part of uh, Mage FTW222's question is probably something you actually can't answer. Uh, I'll ask it anyway. You can just say, no, I'm not answering it. Uh, is Tanya and Salt immune to the zombie virus, or is it just taking a long time for Tanya to turn? <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead and pretend you already answered that question. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't answer that question. No, it's just, it's, I mean, it's a deep story question that might be answered in the story. So, Yeah. No, and I, I figured, and I actually uh, read that just in. Yeah. That no, it's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, Verse from the forum says I got a question. What things did you have to change in the story from your original idea? Did you just toss it out the window or move it to something? slash someone else. For example, like the tower was supposed to be in something else, but it didn't make sense. Or maybe Riley was supposed to go to the colony, but due uh, to the actor having a root canal, Kelly went instead. And that's talking about like chapter, you know, 16 through 19. I do. Uh, I got some really good stuff. Give me two seconds here. 
Right. All right. Let's see here. Okay, so here we go. Um, I'm looking right now at my very first character board um, <laughs> that I made. I mean, this is the first week that I wrote uh, outlines for the story. Um, so I in I basically made the outline for We're Alive in two days, um, the original one, and I wrote a whole bunch of character bios and I put them on a board. Just, you know, give give myself some, and I have a whole bunch of notes everywhere. Is this the board that's in your office that's always slipped around when I come over? Uh, no, this is another one. This is the board before that board. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, <laughs> that board is, because uh, I realized after this board that I needed a dry erase. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. because I constantly am changing ideas and moving stuff around. So, it was like, uh, yeah. So, Got it. Uh, so, a couple of things. Okay, so Bert was originally going to be Native American. Oh. Hmm. So that was okay. kind of uh That's it was that was an original storyline like from day 1 that kind of never went anywhere um because after I ca- I think this was before I even uh before we even cast anybody. Um let's see here. Uh oh Tanya's original last name um when like very bare- before cuz we all know Tanya is obviously Saul's mother at mm-hmm. this point. Um yes. but before I ever um had made the decision to Oh, it would be nice to have, because I had Saul's mother and Tanya be two separate people, and I combined them later. But her original last name was Bomber. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That Bomber. was her original last name. Why Bomber? No reason? Uh, just a... I don't know. It was just uh, B-A-U-M-E-R. Um, I don't know. All right. <laughs> um, let's see here. What else? Oh, yeah. This is a, a lot of people know this one. Datu was originally called Jesus. That's right. I yep. remember that. When I had to edit a chapter one for a giveaway or something, I don't know what it was for. I was like, who in the hell is Jesus? In case he was like, oh, yeah, about that. <laughs> Back that in the was... day when shit was real. <laughs> that was when, yeah, that's before we cast Jay. Um, that was when we were still like uh, going through and figuring out who these characters were. Um, let's see here. Oh, here's another one, um, just not on the board that came to my mind, is Saul did leave mid-season two for a brief hiatus in South America. Oh. Yeah, so uh so Oh, he... so it was ever so convenient that he was laid up in a bed chained to it and sick. Yes, actually but honestly it was a conven- uh, con- uh, co- uh coincidence because he his character was in that spot. His uh his condition though uh I think I extended it a little bit longer based on his current sta- uh status in the cast. Gotcha. So that's all I did now- was I just pushed it further. Now, I know that it's uh, pretty commonly known that um, Jim Gleason has moved from the L.A. area down to New Orleans. Uh, how has that been working that situation out with him and the rest of the cast? Like, how, how has that been working out? Because I know you've obviously had to be recording with him since he's moved. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's actually not too bad. Um, we have a recording studio for him that he goes into now, um, and I remotely direct him. Um and so okay. I'm engaging with him over the mic, and I try my best to perform the other performances based on how I kind of hear them in my head. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not that great. Sometimes I just be like, just, you know, imagine I'm better at this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so... Just imagine you're talking to Claire. Yeah, yeah. And and so he's... Uh, Jim Gleason is is honestly such a pro at all this stuff that it's not hard for him to uh, to take care of it. Um and I will be this. The the crazy thing is, uh, we actually have had to move up the production of uh, the last two chapters just because he's getting married. Uh, so I right. had to, we're recording him like a week, uh, almost a week or two early from our normal recording time. 
and ever since I've known that Jim moved, I'll kind of like be listening. Like, okay, I know he's not bouncing off of these characters right now. I'm like, so can I even tell a difference? Fuck no, I can't tell a difference. It's <laughs> yeah, no, it, not you at all. can't no. No, uh-huh. and it, and that part of the reason why that is is because Jim remembers what it's like to be in the studio with all these characters. Right. So he he can yeah. he can he has like instant recall to um, interacting with these people because I'll be honest, um, when people first come onto the stage, they have they bring some baggage with them uh, from either acting in movies or what they've heard from other audio productions and how people are, are supposed to do narratives of, of audio, if that makes sense. And so when they hear us and when they're interacting with everyone, that's when they're like, oh, okay, this is the style. And they get into it. Otherwise, it's they get very, like, announcery. Um, oh. And because Jim did already, like, two and a half seasons with us in California with everybody, it's like he can just roll in there. He knows exactly what's going on. Um, and it gets a little hard for direction, I'll be honest, like, because the direction for me, I have to really know these chapters well, um, in order for it to, to seamlessly flow in between them and get them to match their energy levels. So that's, it's, it's gotten harder. Um, but it's, you know, it's, as long as we keep on moving forward, I think it's not going to be an issue. Oh no, like I said what I said, because you can't tell a difference. Yeah, no, there's no all. hint of anything. So it's, yeah, you're good. Um, next question is actually a series of three by Osiris. He says, Dear Nick Pitt, you pick one, two, or all. He always insists that I'm never going to pick all three, so now I'm going to do it out of spite. Which character is your favorite, and which one is your least favorite? Oh, goody. Let me get back to that one. Uh, <laughs> uh no, actually, I, I, uh, let's see here. So, okay, my favorite, and then people aren't going to believe me when I say this, but CJ is my favorite. Um, Oh, no. I can believe that. <laughs> I can absolutely uh, believe CJ that. and Bert, I would say, are, are two of my favorites. Um, and CJ is actually the name of my potential daughter. Um, so ah. it was Aww. something that I I kind of borrowed from that. Um, and I just... Um, I, I, I inject pieces of myself in every character. And I think in CJ, I projected... Um, the absolute balls to the wall best planning scenario person I could ever come out with, but she's kind of like an, almost an antonym to Michael. Michael's plans weren't that great, but they paid off okay. Whereas CJ's plans were great, but they paid off like you know crap. So she's kind of like the antonym to him. So, but I really love the fact that like she loves to collect old cars, and um, she's like a, a collector in a lot of ways, and. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever revealed in the story yet, but she has a gigantic supply of like vintage wines in her cellar um, that she mm-hmm. keeps. And she says all this really intricate huh. stuff. So it's like she's in a way, I think, also inspired from like Charlton Heston's The Omega Man, where it's like he goes to all the museums and mm-hmm. steals all the cool shit and like puts it all over his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like uh, it's the materialistic embodiment of humanity, I think, in her. And I think that's I, that's one of my favorite things is like. In the post-apocalyptic world, you could have anything you want. Let that be CJ in a way. I, I'm just ever so happy that my theme of she's a great planner but a shitty executor, I nailed Yes, it. you did. Um, when you said that, yay. when you said that, I was like, oh, stupid Nick, he gets it right. <laughs> <laughs> Nick got it really quick because she can't put shit, she puts shit together so very, very well, but Man, it just always sucks for someone else around her. Yeah, um, she's not question tactical. Number two, f- no, definitely not. Oh my god, Michael and her together is like the power couple of this of mm-hmm. this whole. They thing. have never met, and maybe they, they will never meet. But you never know. 
You don't. I, I get the feeling that they may not, but that's in the Voodoo Lounge territory. Yep. And we're not talking about me, we're talking to you. Have we? F- Do you want the least, that, uh, uh, least favorite character? Oh, so you didn't give me a least favorite. I'm I sorry. Did. Yes, give me your least favorite character. Um, Weirdly enough, it's Todd. <laughs> oh, oh, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, no, uh, well, okay, weirdly enough, and this was all, I wonder if he's on my board here, I should look. Um, I think he had like one, one or two lines on here. Uh, but his character um, was kind of uh, his character existed before I killed him. Um, mm-hmm. He was going to be like this oh. uh, kind of a bad boy in the uh-huh. tower, kind of like a uh, uh, rebel without a cause sort of guy, like mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a, a greaser uh, gearhead kind of guy. Very good mechanically, uh, and just a dick to to Lizzie. And um, I just decided to kill him off because I thought that would be. I think I thought he was the one of the more cliche like types of characters. Um, so I killed him off before I even introduced him. I just thought it'd be stronger for uh, uh, Lizzie <laughs> if I oh. killed him beforehand. The power of God. It's quite. I think I'm just gonna kill this character. No. Watch I, out what happens when Casey Whaling gets whining. No, that's hand. really interesting because I've always kind of wondered about what kind of character Todd was because I know there was a point when Lizzie was um. God, what's that called? When Welding? She, when you were, the, thank you, welding, and she was saying, you know, Todd always did this, pretty much like he wouldn't pay attention to me, so I just learned to do it, pick it up, blah, 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 and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if he was kind of a douchebag, and now hearing you say that he was the greasery bad boy rebel dick, I'm like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was, uh, I, was at- I think he was going to die, uh, like in the original outline, he died in the war, uh, chapter 12 is when he died. Oh, so he would have stuck oh. around for a bit He would have wow. Yeah. So I, I so so like Saul ended up picking up all of his like car modifications then. Yeah, what would have happened mm-hmm. like to to like the Prius? Yep, that would have been Todd, uh, and I made it more of a of a Saul thing. And maybe in hindsight, it doesn't fit his character as well as it would have Todd. Um, uh, but then again, we also have Datu, who's mechanical. All Saul did for the Hummer was just modify a hatch, which isn't you know too huge. Mm-hmm. Right. Interesting. Um, okay, so thank you for catching me on, on the least favorite character, which actually I'm surprised because when you think about it, because I know you put so much of yourself into the characters, I was not expecting that you actually have an answer for the least favorite. So that's no. Cool. I, I mean, there's there's yeah. I have I have least favorites of of little things that people do, but then again, a lot of it's intentional. Like I write for you have to write flaws in them, um, and even right. when you, you you can even shudder when you write something like I th- this guy's an idiot, but you have to you know. Have mm-hmm. to do that. Uh, okay, so question number two from Osiris: uh, Have you found that perhaps you write the characters um, a little easier after all these episodes? And if so, would you say you attribute uh, that growth as a writer or the influence of the actors? So, is it you that helps influence the characters, or is it the actors? It's got to be both. Um, it's yeah. Because it's like I can't write Saul without hearing Nate G's. You just just can't be done. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's like. Um, I think also if I ever wanted to go and write something else now, I, I've, I mean, as a screenwriter before we're alive, I think I've wrote a total of maybe 500 pages, 600 pages of stuff in different drafts and revisions and things like that. We're alive is over 2,500 pages long alone. Um, so it's like, I, I think that I've, uh, that they always say like, write, 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 and you will become better. And I think that's, that's the case. But then also you have to, you know, you can actually get, set in bad ways so you have to be careful but uh, i think definitely it's a mix of both being able to hear the characters in your head and associate that person when you're writing them on the page makes it so much easier 
Now, when you told me that you had a role for me, you know, I was Nurse Britt, the shittiest nurse in the entire planet. <laughs> uh, I, is, that a, is that a bite mark? Okay, I'm going to go fuck Dr. Jason. I don't know what kind of relationship we had. <laughs> However, that's a possibility. Anyway, so when you thought of that character, did I immediately come to mind? And I know when you just had, uh, God, what's Tony, what's Tony Ray's character, Casey? Robbins. That we was yeah, when he just came in, did you have Tony in mind? Um, sadly, I didn't. Uh, I'm very sorry, Britt. Uh, your character didn't have very much depth, or backstory, or much. Oh no, that's cool. But oh, don't worry, we've totally given her a backstory, <laughs> and she is one of the most amazing characters you have ever created. Yeah, you just didn't know it. You should know. Yeah, it. Uh, basically, uh, Britt Brit is just like a little tiny walk-on. Uh, that was her character. Uh, so I, I honestly did not. When I wrote the voice, it wasn't you. It was just okay. a, it was just a generic. Um, Robbins in particular though is tailored for Tony. Um, I can t- it's okay. I know Tony people like personally, and it, it's so perfect. It's he plays it so well. Ugh. Yeah, he inspired me. I don't I don't know him, but yeah. uh, he inspired me actually. Um, with uh, I I don't know how much in detail I'm going to go into this, but um, he inspired me by a story he told me once. Um, and I just I just got. I just had to take it and 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 channel it into a character, um, and I think well, Robbins is currently alive in the story. Who knows how long he will be? But I always, um, if I have a character who has more than ten lines at least, I want to have them really flushed out. Britt was not that cut off. <laughs> I was a nurse that couldn't find bite marks. I don't I don't expect much, but okay, interesting. Uh, and final Osiris question is the one that I almost didn't do, but now I'm going to. If you could be a half man, half sausage, which way around would you have it? Top half man, bottom half sausage, top half sausage, bottom half man. I'd say top half man, bottom half sausage. Isn't that pretty much how it is now anyway with all men? I'm just saying. Buzzing! Buzzing! Okay. Um, I just remember that, uh, you guys have seen that centaur, the opposite centaur, where it's like the horse head and the man body. Horse head. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's creepy. That's creepy. Yeah, shit. it's like this little runt that's running around. I know that's. Cre- I don't like that <laughs> thing at all. That, I don't think I've that's ever awesome. Seen that ever. Somebody's yeah. gonna post it. Uh, perfect. I love it. Um, Liam Carrington wants to know. Generally speaking, which type of zombies do you prefer? Like a Romero, Twenty Eight Days Later, Resident Evil Special Ones, Consumer Idiot Type, or what? Um, my own. Well, just because, okay, then it... um, just because, I mean, that was part of the reason I created We're Alive is because I didn't like, uh, the, uh, the types that were in place. I think, I thought that they could be improved upon. Um, and so that's why I kind of went with my own. I mean, some people, okay, some so people they... associate the Resident Evil types with the special, like, T-viruses and things like that. Um, but I don't, uh, that, those are very, I mean, you played in Resident Evil before, Britt, you know, they're very, oh, yeah. like... Oh, yeah. They're they're mindless uh, organs on top of people. And it's like no, it's this is not. I mean, some of them are, some of them are, but I just I just felt mm-hmm. them as just undirected violence. Gotcha. Yeah, and grotesque. Um, so that sort of leads. I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. I was just saying they're also grotesque because I'm not a big fan of the big, bloody, gushy. I don't think that I think horror uh, in my my particular brand of horror is more uh, shadow based and dark based rather than gore blood kind of based. But I, right. I dabble in the gore part. Speaking yeah. of gore, let's talk about that freaking autopsy scene really quick. 
That oh, was. Yeah, that. <laughs> oh my god, Casey! How did you get the sound effects for that? It's a mix. Uh, some of it is some generic stuff that we have from our library. The other is uh, our. We have a new sound designer, Robert Bradley, who is dissecting a chicken. Oh. Uh, but it's not like a chicken, chicken. It was like a chicken leg, breast, bone. Um, uh-huh. And then uh, you, there's a lot of other sound effects in there. Uh, is it celery for the breaking bone? I'm not too certain. It might be celery, might be a stick. It's something that I have in uh, the volumes that I've used for stuff before. Uh, oh, no, I could totally see it in my head. And honestly, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I heard it and I heard celery. I also know the stick is the other really popular way to do it. But I, I was almost positive I heard the fibrous celery nature. I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah, I th- just not remembering it correctly from my years and years of uh, I think it was. A, I think it was a stick. Class. I think it was a stick, not celery. Damn. <laughs> Some of my bitch. I'm done asking you questions, <laughs> man. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right. So, um, Liam's uh, other question would be, uh, which of your zombies did you enjoy creating most? The runners, jumpers, behemoths, not so little ones, little ones, uh, Ink, Bill Roberts. Uh, which one has been your favorite to work with? Uh, I'm going to say the one in the pinstripe suit because that's my generic answer of, of those types of things because those last two people, I don't know who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the only the only thing we've ever confirmed in the series is the one in the pinstripe suit. Um, and I think I want to save this question. Uh, remember this question because I, I think I want to do a Q&A when We're Alive is over. And I will... I okay. will explain why he is uh, that particular character is my favorite zombie. I I cannot Fine. wait to hear the answer to this because mm-hmm. yes, I I want to know the answer to this. We'll call it like um, pulling back the curtain episode or something like that. Oh yeah, that'd yeah, be a good and one. and it's something that we've we have we've made note on repeatedly on the, uh, this podcast specifically is that he is never described the same way twice by anyone. Which is part of the joy of the fact that we still don't know. Is the one with the markings the same person as the guy in the pinstripe suit? Is it the same guy as the one with, you know, it's, is he the yeah. same one as the one in the arena? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I would say it could be likely, but then again, you never know. I mean, people have, um, and that has to do with that. Well, there's a scientific theory of like vantage points of like people seeing the exact same thing, but describing them completely different. They see what they right. you know. want to see, right? Right, and it's it's just great because the description of this guy that we keep encountering throughout the story, you know, it could very well be the same person, mm-hmm. but we look don't at, know because no one's described it the this, same way. This character with Casey, like he's a guest, like he has no fucking idea what's going on. That Casey. No, thing. that's the thing is that he doesn't want him to slip up and kill us. <laughs> All right. Um, so I've actually couple- been like very, 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 very careful, like. For some reason, I have, like, this brick wall. Like, even, like, after I had a lot of drinks, I'm still, like, the brick wall's up. There's no way you can get past it. Yeah, I, I have no I have no illusions you were actually going to slip at all. Um, Rob Zombie wants to know, did you start Wayland Productions solely as a way of developing this story, or did it just make commercial sense considering all the other writing, directing work you've done and would like to explore in the future? Um, Let's see. Okay, so Wayland Productions, I actually created back in 2001. Um, and the reason I did that was because I needed to have a, like product. It was more professional to do that. I actually did a whole bunch of documentary work, uh, lots of short films, and I created it to kind of like, uh, give myself a little bit of validation of what I was doing. Um, and some people don't even see it validated because my, it's my last name's in the actual production title. Um, but I'm like, whatever now, it doesn't matter. Um, 
but uh, so that was kind of like the reason for it. And then um, We're Live was produced under the first season. Uh, most of the first season, I believe, was under Whalen Productions. Then uh, the LLC was created called Modern Myth, mm-hmm. which uh, then got you know transferred out and it's back of in Whalen Productions now. Um, so it just these are it's just the company side of things. Um, it gets a lot of like Whalen Productions is a DBA and it has its own license and things like that. So the commercial side of We're Alive, which gets really daunting, and I am sick and tired of it. And I would much rather just create and not deal with any of these stupid tax laws and the board of equalization. You can all go to hell, business side of We're Alive. <laughs> but we have to do it. It's it's something that I. It's probably like the biggest learning curve is to deal with all of that production stuff and right. unions and royalties and. Yikes! Yeah, yeah I, I don't envy you the union part. I I deal I dealt with it for a very long time with equity, and it's not fun. And they're one of the easier ones to get along with, which is saying something. Um, both Adventureless Hero and Hoff Four D want to know has essentially they asked the same question. Uh, has there ever been a fan made prediction about the show that made you smile and think you son of a bitch you got it? Yes. <laughs> the follow-up like, yeah. question is can you tell us what it was or is it going to reveal too much um no i well you know what i think to be honest um and this is going to go because he's a second portion of this question i think um about nailing the prediction mm-hmm. something like that yeah because uh, yeah, i read that one uh earlier yeah the, uh, hoff's way of describing it was has anyone nailed the prediction if so has it already happened and adventurous hero basically said the same sort of thing yeah um yeah somebody somebody predicted Kalani um and got uh the collateral thing down very very down pat um mm-hmm. and to where it's like okay you you basically have figured out Kalani's uh trigger and the reason why he's doing what he's doing um so somebody figured that part out and I was like proud of them and when people discover these things I actually am glad they do and the reason why is because in a way and it, I don't know if this is egotistical of myself, but the people discover these things only because I want them to discover them. Right. Um, beca- and that is because I I th- hopefully have put enough pieces in place that somebody's going to come to the logical conclusion of the actual answer. Otherwise, uh, it doesn't make any sense, if that, if that makes sense. No, it yeah. does. You, you put the, the pieces there. They put the puzzle together. There you go. Yeah, because if nobody puts the puzzle together, then you have something like Lost, which just like <laughs> continually perpetuates their own mysteries just because they don't want anybody to know it. And then by the end, no one predicted the ending, and it sucked. Yeah. There I said I've it. heard Casey go on tangents about Lost, and I've never seen it, so I won't poke or prod him about that anymore. We, it's we in the heard series. It, we, yeah, I was going to say, we, we heard him do it uh, a couple chapters ago, too. <laughs> Except it was about found. <laughs> um, not Lost, no. No, no. Uh, Condor wants to know if money scheduling whatever were not an issue, who would you like to ha- appear as a guest or recurring role on We're Alive? Gary Oldman. That is a good fucking answer. <laughs> because he is, um, as a director, he is a god. <laughs> There's no other word for it. I mean, he's. I mean, have you seen some of the roles that this guy has done? It's just mm-hmm. wow, he can do anything. I mean, oh uh, yeah. It's it's incredible. The guy is the most versatile actor I've ever seen in my life. I mean, nobody can come close to the amount of different characters that guy can portray. I mean, you never know what you're going to get with him. Who was he in Harry Potter? He was uh, Sirius Black. Sirius Black. Oh, crap. Okay. 
Yeah, you go Sirius Black, and then you look at him in Batman, yeah. and then you look at him in uh, uh, Fifth like, Element. Fifth Element, the, the leader of the professional. Zerg. Yep, the professional. I mean, it's like, that was him? What? That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. I, you, I should pull up his IMDb and just like... Oh, it's it's insane. I heard an interview with him on, um, like, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and it was ridiculous. Like, just, you forget how much he's actually done, and how good he was in all of them. It's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. So, guy, again, yeah. good yeah, fucking answer. No, no way anybody could possibly surpass him in terms of just what he's been able to do as the, the actor, you know. Yeah. I think my favorite part of the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me interview was uh, he had spent so much time portraying other roles in in terms of, like, uh, dialect that he actually had to go to a dialect coach to remember how to talk in his own natural voice. Oh, he, wow. He couldn't, he couldn't remember how to be British anymore. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't speak like a Brit because he had been American, he'd been Australian, he'd been all these other things, and he, just, he forgot how to be British. So he had to go back and learn how to talk like a Brit again. So I thought yeah. that was hilarious. I saw him um, on Fr- Friends like uh, a couple weeks back, and I was like, that's Gary Oldman? No, I had to look it up, and it was. He was just Friends. incredible. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. Nobody, I, no, and I wouldn't have recognized him unless I'm like a nut about his, him and his characters. But he's, yeah, I, no one would ever be like, that's him. Yeah, yeah. wow, he's awesome. I had no idea. Um, couple more questions. Leader two five zero two. Um, are there people that supply inspiration to the Weird Life characters? If so, do they know who they are? Some of them do. I mean, you met Puck. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Puck who was slash awesome. Pike, which is not a very big variation off of the the name. Um, so yeah, there's, there's him, uh, somebody mentioned, uh, Lieutenant Angel. Yes, that is modeled after an officer that I had to deal with at one point in time. Mm. Um, so, and the thing is, these people are starting blocks for ideas of, of characters only because you can borrow from real life and that's where they get to be really realistic. Um, and, uh, but the rest is all, a lot of it's fabricated. Um, his backstory, obviously with the, the, the family and things like that. A lot of that is is obviously manufactured, and then yeah. um, and then what his past becomes his character, and how did how did it affect him bringing up things like that? So there's a lo- Angel had a lot of uh, backstory um, to him that was obviously nothing from the real person. Mm. Um, he also wants Lito also wants to know: uh, Is it weird to have that instant feedback from the forums, um, or do you just find yourself going, "It's just a story, people. Come on, let's." Uh, do people get sucked into things that they attribute too much importance to, but it's really insignificant? So, what's it like having that instant, like Facebook and Twitter, and you know how everyone can reach out to you instantly to say this was awesome or this sucked and this story's gone downhill because nothing happens or things are going too fast and there's way too much that happens. And so, what's that like it's, getting that instant feedback? It's good and bad, man. I'll yeah. tell you that. Um, <laughs> The, because the problem, I think part of it is when, like, say, for instance, um, there is a down, each, each season has kind of an area where I'm building story. Right. And I'm building, uh, things in order for other things to get paid off later on. And I have to build the story up in order to tear it down in a way. Um, people don't understand that sometimes, I guess, when they're watching a story or they're oblivious to it. And they're like, sometimes they're like, I'm bored. Come on, more zombies, more excitement. And it's like, mm-hmm. you if you didn't have these moments, you'd get pissed off later on, but you don't know why. Right. Um, and that that instant feedback of instant gratification that people want sometimes is, is really uh, 
not so much unnerving, but it's like, come on, give us a little credit here because, I mean, we hit a lull in season two as well, um, where mm-hmm. you know, it, not as much action. We were building, going up the colony, and establishing like, what is this place that they're going to? A little mystery behind it, mm-hmm. and you gotta have that in order for something to like. Oh, when the reveal comes out, it's like, oh, this is cool. Um, but people, when they go through these episodes so quick, and then they, if they hit a spot where it's like a building part, they get really weird. But you know. Well, also, there's nothing you can do about it. And also, at this point, you know, if we're if you're getting someone that's coming into the show now, mm-hmm. they have the two point, you know, nine percent of this of season to get through, and they can listen to it in one big chunk. And now they're doing the waiting game, the week to week grind that everyone goes through once you get <laughs> caught up with a story. So yeah, of course, it's going to be frustrating for anyone that has to deal with it because. You know, you're used to getting that instant gratification, and you can plow through the bore, the air quotes boring parts, and you're you're at all the action all of a sudden. You just can plow right through it. You can't do that when you're waiting week to week. Yeah, which is, and I think that I mean, but it also is fun though to to like this morning uh, after after I release an episode, I'm always on there like, oh, what did people uh-huh. think? Mm-hmm. Well, how did how how is this received? Um, and then um, like last. What was it last week when I I even commented on this on uh, when you were there, Nick? Uh, there was kind of like the flub that I made that I through yes. a revision did not yeah, yeah, clarify yeah, 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 something. Yeah. The, the... It drove me nuts, and I, I hated it. But uh, and I knew it, what happened. Uh, I couldn't do anything about it at the time. I'm actually uh, I rewrote this part of that scene, and we're re-recording it next week. Um, but it was, it was just a clarification on something that I felt was sloppy. Mm. And um, and it, that confirmed it that people were like, "Oh, this was weird here," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Now, just to make sure, I because it's something that I pointed out in, in the episode, uh, the last episode of We're Not Dead. Was it the the delivery of the report, or was it the convenient timing of everything happening right when the autopsy and delivery of the report? Okay, that's what um, that's what I said it was, but I wanted to make sure that I got it right because I thought back on I was like, "Oh, maybe I didn't understand it right." Yeah, no, no, no it was it was the delivery of the report. Um, because the, the, the physical report came back, um, with him to, um, when he got there. So I, I made a little bit of a conflict in there when I rewrote it. Um, and I think people will, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Um, and then people are like, well, wow, that was convenient that Boulder fell. It took this long for Boulder to fall and they didn't discover till this day. Um, but now that this episode's out, I can talk about it a little bit more if you want. Um, if you... Because somebody actually looked this up on a map, and I was very proud of them because cabbage in the story patch. innately, yeah, Cabbage Patch. I put in details in there, very, very deep. So if somebody wants to dig, they're going to find them. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to be on the surface, you can also be on the surface. You just can't, you know, you have mm-hmm. to take it. If you're going to dig, dig. If you're not, not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he dug in, and he's like, oh, well, look at the landscape to the area that possibly could have been the the, the crash. Um, there's a big, it's mountainous terrain. So if, say, for instance, um, this uh, the Grig, who um, was basically the one remaining from the, the helicopter crash, he could have been wandering around for a long time before he ever found onto something. And somebody also came into the tune of, oh, what if he retains a little bit of himself? Would he know where to go? Or would he be what 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 would be going through his head? And uh, the answer is that um, for him to. For the attack to happen, it took 10 days. So that time period of, I think it was 10 days. I might be wrong on that. that. I have a uh, calendar around here somewhere. Is it 11 days? Okay. Um, There's a calendar that has all the events lined up perfectly uh, to make sure they all coincide. 
where they should. Gotcha. Um, but it, like that time, there's a time span allowed in there. Why is it ten days? Kind of thing. We may not know because we're not him. But there's reasonings behind it, so to speak. Well, that's thirty miles of mountainous terrain in the snow. I, that that seems like a pretty logical enough reason for me to take eleven days to get to Boulder. Yeah, and who's to say he went in the the right direction the first time? Right, exactly. And uh, someone may have pointed out that oh, well, maybe he didn't know about it until on the eleventh day when the helicopter flew overhead. He finally got his bearings right and made the final lurch to Boulder. Maybe that's yeah. all it needed was the the flight to back to Irwin to get his bearings straight to get there. Um, and some people forget that these things might actually need have basic needs, uh, in terms of nutrition or like mm-hmm. what if it, like what if it got really hungry after exerted a lot of energy and and things like that. I mean, there's a lot of things that I think it can go it can go deeper than some people have scratched the surface on in terms of getting into the uh, mindset of of why things are happening the way they happen. And um, I think I told too much. <laughs> You want us to try and throw an? No, 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 no. That's that's fine. Okay. Go ahead and leave it in. I'm, I'm just, uh, but I'm, I'm giving a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm t- tilting my hand a little bit on yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I, you just set my mind a, a flutter with <laughs> different ideas right now, uh, which I'll keep to myself for the moment. Um, and then the final question from Lido is, uh, do you have to shoot these zombies in the head for them to go down? We've seen evidence that you can just shoot these dudes in the chest and they're and you're a okay, but there's still doubt on the forum about it. Oh, um, that depends on the round, I guess. I mean, if it's a BB, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) aim for the aim for the whites of the eyes at that point. Yeah, and and hope for the best. And even then, you're just gonna. I don't even know if you pierce an (laughs) eye with that. Just be like, um. So I mean, it's this. You got to have a MythBusters for this to work, I think, because um, I'm a big fan of of science and physics. Yeah, and. Um, say for instance, you have different calibers around now a 22, what's the velocity of a 22 coming out of what kind of rifle? Mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of, does it have a certain spin on it? Where does it hit exactly? Because you hit different spots of the head, it's going to react differently. People have survived from bullets through the mouth. Right. Um, and I mean, there's all these things you have to consider. Um, and one of the things that the military trains you to do is shoot center mass because it's a bigger target. Yep. You have a stopping power. And that have vital organs that will, you know, you know, can shut down and, and internally bleed. You can you can stop somebody that way. Now, are they going to aim for the head? Or are they going to? That's that's a personal choice. Um, but will a headshot stop them? That's uh, it's a physics thing. Do you have the right caliber around rifle? Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you hit? Um, it's and it's it's one of these things where it's like even as the characters, they might have to find out. So I mean, Datu just took out one with a pickaxe to the throat, right? And, mm-hmm. and um, CJ took one out by chopping off its legs and letting it yeah. bleed out. With, so, mm-hmm. so I mean, they they have their own physics to them, um, and you have to uh, atone the physics to the different types, if that makes yes. sense. Like CJ was able to slice off the legs of uh, the uh, those were normals mm-hmm. at the uh, the garage door, whereas the one that was attacked Datu. Um, whereas the forum has called them inklings. Um, yeah. <laughs> I win. I will forever call them, um, just little ones. Um, no, I, I understand. Or, or I understand. variations and thereof. That actually, when I made, I made a, uh, a we're not dead, uh, poll and I didn't put in little ones as an option, which was bad on me. But at that point, like seven people had already voted and I was like, oh, well, shit, I'm not going to delete it now. 
and redo it. No, that's fine. I mean, uh, but that that's also the thing is is characters in the story. What are they going to call them? Yeah. You know, that that's something where some of the names came from Skittles. Like they were calling them big ones until Behemoths came around from Skittles. Right. Uh, um. So I mean, it's just uh, what's behind a name is is not as irrelevant. But I will say though, making it clear on the forums because, um, put. Trying not to tilt my hand, but at the same time, I am giving out a little bit of information. Um, people are under the in- inclination that the ones with the numbers on them have the exact same uh, nature as the ones that might be uh, the ones that they uh, infect, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah pe- people people think that they're exactly the same, whereas they might not be. Dun, dun, no, dun. I, I, I understand that point. I just, like, for now, with the information we have, I'm just going with that. And the only reason... and. My caveat to Inklings was Inklings should only be called that for the ones that have tattoos. Because they are of, potentially, air quotes, Ink's making. Or the one with the markings making. So that's why they should be called Inklings. And then you can call whatever the ones that get turned, you can call them whatever you want. At that point. Well, I didn't. I never said anything about them being made by any such person called that. But that's okay. I understand that. I'm just saying that's where my idea of the inkling came from. No, no, I, no, I, I like uh, it's it, pe- people making nicknames. Actually, is kind of cool for them. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I mean, and, and if it makes it clearer for people to converse with them about them on the forums, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah go for it. That's why I was like, go for it, guys. You know, anything to make it more. Uh, yeah, because I know we have like the little little ones, and then we have the advanced little ones, and like the inkling. So if we can use all all of our all of our names to describe all of them. Um, and then I think our final question is from Janet on the forum. Um, looking back over the three seasons, are there any scenes that you wish you'd done differently in terms of the things such as like acting or effects? And how would you change them now if you could? Uh, yeah, that's that question. Um, that's uh, that's a hard one. Um, I think um, uh, just just in all, there would have been uh, a couple things that uh, I would have changed just in sort of acting styles, but nothing drastic. Um, and I think it, that wouldn't be a big issue, but I think the biggest thing that I would have changed was, I think the opening episode, um, only because that's the first thing that people get an impression of when they get to the end of the series. And I think it could have been stronger given where we've gone. Given where you've series. gone. I, the first episode actually is what really hooked me to her life. I love when zombie stories, I know you don't like it when you call it zombie stories, but starts off, you know, everything's kind of normal, and then you get to watch the clusterfuck as it unfolds. And to me, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. And because I like the type of the zombies that we heard, I like the suspense. So I think the content was great, but may, I mean, obviously, you know, the actors weren't in their prime yet. They hadn't, they weren't used to all that. So I think maybe a remake, maybe like an HD version of that would be good. Yeah, and I, I I've actually considered doing that. Um, but at the same time, I probably will leave it alone only because um, I think that given that the series has like el- like mm-hmm. evolved from that state, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm fine with this being. Yeah, the way and people it is. are still getting hooked um, and they're still listening. So obviously, you know, it. it I think because we you know have been around since day one, where we've seen you know the evolution of the actors and the techniques and the producing. So we're like, oh, holy shit! You know, you go back and listen to that first episode, and you're like, wow, now I really get it. How yeah. far it's come, yeah. So I mean that that's something that's that's bugged me a little bit, but I, I will say though that I mean with us at least the first episode was like it always got better from there. Whereas mm-hmm. not the bash lost again, but the first episode was so great, and then after that it just went, yeah, you know, went downhill and, from there. And like I said, when I was first on We're Not Dead, you know, I started listening just randomly, 
like on iTunes streaming them. I wasn't downloading it. I was like, you know, around Halloween, I was like, let me find a good scary story or whatever, and just clicked on this. I started listening, and I was like, oh, well, the acting's kind of cheesy, and the story's kind of blah. And I was like, I don't really care. I don't really care. I don't really care. And I listened all the way up until like chapter four. And then the hook of like Saul and Bert leaving with uh, Lizzie to go on their little adventure out to like Eastern Bay. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, fuck. Now I just got to download this. <laughs> and I downloaded the whole series yeah, and just like, listened to it like ad nauseum. Because I was unemployed at the time. So I, that's all I did was listen to the show. Yeah, I think that's definitely um, – I think that's to our disadvantage in some ways is, is our hook – Really, we didn't get in our stride until episode like four or five. Yeah. Um, and that's that's when because we didn't have the same. I mean, our, we didn't have barely any music when we first did the first uh, chapter. Like we had very limited music rights to anything, and what we had sucked because I didn't have any money. <laughs> um, so it was like all just like piecemeal stuff that I got off Liberty Free crap, and it was like, eh, it's okay. And now it's like. I can like pick and choose and like, oh, let's get this this volume. Oh, that's a good volume. Let's go with that. And uh so that's that's gotten a lot better. Um I'd love to go back and do an HD version, but at the same time it's like, you know what, let's leave it where it's at, and we'll move on to, you know, another thing. And if I ever ever do another series, you can better believe that first episode's gonna be absolutely incredible. Great. Sweet. So that that's it for questions. Woo! Well that was a nice jam packed episode full of lots of good juicy tidbits. Not a bad 46.5C. No. Were you going to say something there, Casey? Well, no, you mentioned something about me not liking the word zombies, and I was like, um, I don't think it's me that doesn't like it. I think it's other people that, because when they immediately hear zombies, they're like, already, like, have weird pre-notions of what they should be. Uh, they already have like, oh, this is my kind of zombie. Those aren't zombies, the ones in my mind. <laughs> When the actual definition of zombie is just somebody whose body isn't under their own control kind of thing. Exactly. That's it. That's right. the only, that's the, like the base definition of what it is. Yeah, so. I mean, even when people, so what, what are, what's real life about? I, I almost don't want to say, well, it's a zombie survival's audio drama. You know, it's, it's a unique audio drama, but not necessarily around zombies. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's evolved. It's gotten kind of tricky to explain. Yeah, I agree. I had to explain to my boss one day, uh, of, of you know multi million dollar company, who like works with, <laughs> with, like works with me every day. He's like, oh, what are you doing tonight? I was like, oh, um, like sort of helping uh, run a you know a live event for this podcast that I listen to and I you know podcast about the podcast. He's like, oh, what's it about? I was like, a survival story in the post apocalyptic zombie world in L.A. I was like, oh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. And you're fired. <laughs> no. There, honestly, there are so many of, uh, like, to be honest, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I'm almost getting po- tired of the post-apocalyptic trend mm-hmm. um, that's coming out. Like, you see all these TV shows on nowadays, it's like there's more and more and more post-apocalyptic to the point where it's like, it's diluting it, I think, a little much. I, yeah, it, the whole genre. It's like the zombie genre got diluted, and now it's like this post-apocalyptic thing's getting all, yeah. It's kind of hard to differentiate yourself. But yeah, once, that, once NBC puts out a series, you know that you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> oh, there, there is one thing I do want to bring up. Uh, speaking of the end of the world, I want to talk about someone's promotion recently. Okay. Um, Nick? What? What promotion? Yeah. I get no promotion. Mm-hmm. You got a promotion. You, you want to talk about? It? I'm, I'm, I'm a humble bragger, I guess. All right, um, fine. I'll talk about it. No, uh, as you're about to. Very, very recently, uh, the the forum is run 
by Casey, a series of admins, moderators, and super moderators, and we just sort of keep everything rolling. Um, Casey is obviously the man in charge, and up until uh, earlier this week, they call me Revolver, who you have heard on this podcast before, Mm -hmm. um, and you've heard us talk about him before in terms of posts. Um, He had to uh, resign his post as the number two on the forum because he got a new job, he's moving, um, all sorts of great things are happening in his life, and he's got to take a step back from the forum. Um, and and I'm now number two. You are number Yay. two. Who does number two work for? I work for KC Wayland. <laughs> well, awesome. No, I am excited for you. Thank you. You are so welcome. yeah. I yeah. So Nick, you run things now on there, Ooh. and it's 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 nice. It's nice to have you know backers on there and the the crazy thing is now that the website's up you're now a moderator on there too so Ooh. it's you know your your role even doubles so to speak. and there goes his ego Fanciful. everyone that comes on this podcast gets a huge ego boost first is greg miller now it's nick <sighs> yeah but you know I oh, that was another thing uh, um the website that we have is actually directly tied into the forums so your username login is the same on the the normal website now so when you comment it's the same one you have on the forum and all that stuff so it's like one login for oh, everything thank, that's nice, nice. Yes. Be good. So one one gigantic login for we're live happiness. Yeah. Hey. Okay. So when's the new website launching? I don't think we announced the date for that. That that will be on Monday. Uh, when this podcast right now when this is out, uh, the website should be. Oh up. snap! You lucky bastards! Woo-hoo. You don't have to wait like we do. What? Yeah. It's. <laughs> I mean, it's it's exact same information. Yeah. We're putting up a whole bunch of galleries and stuff, and I'm trying to. Because I've been using uh, Facebook to use a lot of for our galleries and pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, from now on, I'm going to be doing more and more um, on the actual website itself. Just because how Facebook's API has been going with like, hey, you want to see a picture? Well, only if it's popular are we going to show it to people. Mm. Yeah. It's like, I've, what? I've right, right. Well, shit, Casey, thank you for coming on, dude. It was good to talk and get all these awesome things hammered out. No, thanks for having me. I was hoping to like unveil a curtain and be like, hey, here's all these new things. Yeah. yeah, lots of lots of cool things. And it's always good to have you on and touch base with you. And so people can listen to you and get to know you for you are the mastermind. We, no one things. is here if it is not for you and the podcast. They're definitely not here to, yeah, and they don't want to listen to Nick and I talk. So, and Nick. Fuck no. I know. Nick, thank you for coming on. Of course. Thank, thank you, you for, for coming back. We I know. I was going to say thank you for hosting the show for the past like month and a half. Hey, no problem. Yeah. And let's all wish Beesball a happy birthday. Happy birthday, belated by week by the time you hear this. Yeah, it'll be late news. So Yeah, like a week. (laughs) I know. So for Nick, for Casey, and for myself, thank you for listening. Hello, bees. We are recording this on your birthday. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Okay, the call. No, see if we get back. Bees, you know what to do. Edit this out. Yeah, yeah. See.
If he edits this out, I'm going to be so mad because every time I ask him to edit something like this, when we have a long pause or delay, like me searching for my next question from the forums last mm-hmm. episode on episode 46, all he did was go, nope, and left it there. <laughs> Which I call shenanigans and bullshit on. You're the producer of this show. You're supposed to edit it so we sound awesome. Oh, it's so And you made funny. me sound like a dork. Oh, but you are a actually- dork. I know, which is why I really had no problem with it at all, because I totally deserve that treatment. That is so funny.